This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China, your guide to love in China with hosts Nathan, Rachel, and Eleanor. Every week, we'll bring on a different guest and share about topics related to dating in China: first dates, bad dates, breakups, and everything in between. We'll also have read-in stories and want you, our listeners, to get involved. Welcome, date night China listeners. It is your co-host Eleanor here today with Rachel and Nathan. How are you guys doing? Hey. Hello. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, excited about this episode. Yeah, I'm excited too. Let's just get right stuck in there with today's topic. So, we've kind of been discussing how to build a dating CV. So this is. And actually, yes, for all of you others out there who are going to call it a resume, we're calling it a CV because where I come from, that's what you call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, afraid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a bit close to home for me because recently I've been uh, building my own CV, and it's kind of annoying. And then we were discussing like, oh, what about a dating CV?、Um, But it is more of an idea than actual physical document, so you can kind of use the idea of a CV to build the type of data you are, or what kind of data you want to be perceived as. So that's kind of what we're going to be discussing today, and the different ways in how you can build it from like skills, your experience, and kind of what resources you have available to you. So. Joining us for this very exciting topic is our special guest Stephanie.、Um, she's a lover of dating, and also I hear you're a very avid story sharer. So I'm quite excited to, you know, discuss this topic with you. Welcome, Stephanie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm stupendous. Thank you for having me here, guys.、Yay. Thank you for coming on. We're very excited. Are you excited? I am. This is my first date night China date, so I have all those first date night jitters. Oh my word! You know it's it's um、uh, it's going to be an interesting topic because you know thinking about it when I, when we started talking about it you know going on a date is a lot like going for a job interview you know you've got to dress well you've got to you know show up on time、mm-hmm. uh, you've got to talk about your attributes、mm-hmm. don't come across too cocky all those things it's like wow you know it's like nailing a good job interview is like nailing a good date yep <laughs> it's like getting nailed on a date <laughs>、yeah. that's exactly what it's like they're the same. <laughs> so I think to kind of、um, get to know Stephanie a little bit more and kind of see what kind of data you perceive yourself as,、Ooh. let's start off with some skills. So I was actually chatting to my friend the other day, asking her what kind of skills that she would put on a dating CV, and she said things that were kind of normal, you know, clear communicator. Punctual, assertive, but we were thinking, you know, there's a lot more out there that you could put.、Um, I don't know about any of you, but I have been told before that I've got wide hips for baby making, so that is something that I think I could put on there. Does that class as a skill? Um, Depends on how many babies you want to make. Yeah,、wow. you've got to well, make the that, babies first. I don't know. <laughs> I think for it to be a skill, you've got to make the babies first. Otherwise, it's just an attribute, it's right? It's theoretical. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Not, not okay, so that one doesn't really fit. Not a proven fact yet, but that's something funny.、Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, actually, I did remember <laughs> that.、Um, uh, I actually did write a CV to get a date once. I forgot. I only just remembered coming here. True story. I never mentioned it in the group chat. 
Okay. People were following it. This is very convenient. I know it sounds suspect. So but, what did you write on it? Um, I just um, wrote my dating history um, with like the time periods of the girlfriends that I had before. And then I wrote some like bogus like references and quotes. Oh, um, okay. um, so it's, Interesting. <laughs> is it like one of those Tinder things? You know, like everybody on Tinder writes those bios like, oh, my ex-girlfriend gave me like five out of five stars. And Oh, yeah. My that. mom says I'm a good right, cook or right. something. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know. It, I mean, it got me one date, but then um, uh, that was it. So obviously the, the CV wasn't that great. So I'm wanting to learn so a lot So we from can this help episode. you build one. Great. Okay. <laughs> okay, but Stephanie, what would, you, what would be like your top three skills that you would put? Okay, top three skills. I wrote a list in preparation Ooh. with more than three. Um, so I think we can safely leave out all of the, like you said, the regular things like, you know, good conversationalist, good listener, you know, punctual, good hygiene, that sort of thing. Cause I feel like that's a given. If you have to put that on your CV, you're saying, you're suggesting that maybe that doesn't always happen in your world, which isn't good a point. good impression. <laughs> so, uh, so I would say like ever changing hair color with a pinup girl vibe. Ooh, true. Yeah, that's Ooh, good. Ooh, that's true. cool. That's, that's good. Very true. Yep. You know how long you've I agree with that. By how many hair colors I've had. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, it is. Uh, I would say superior level blowjobs. That's always a good skill. <laughs> Super Love skill. that. Yeah. Uh, and a morning sex aficionado. Oh. Oh, I love that. Okay. So morning time, more of a morning person I'm than a bit of afternoon delight. Stupendously frisky in the morning. Have never had sex in the afternoon. Actually, Ever? wow! Oh, and I feel I'm feeling not even in more. an all-day sesh. No, I think we kind of wrap it up by like one or two, <laughs> and then go eat or take a nap, take a break. and then like come back at it at like ten. <laughs> I don't know. No, no afternoon delight. So, uh, I feel like I need uh, to fix early, this. The early bird catches the worm, then. Yes. <laughs> I expected a more of a laugh. Yes, I agree with you. No. <laughs> Rachel wasn't impressed with that one. And I laugh at everything, so that was bad. Mm. Rachel, what would one of your skills be? Oh, gosh. I was thinking a lot of the same things that Stephanie said before about, like, I'm a good listener. I'm good at asking people questions. But if I had to be more creative about it, um, what would I say? Um... I did. I didn't come prepared to this, guys. I didn't, oh, no. I didn't create my skills. Good list. massage. Oh, <laughs> you make out a lot with people. Do you think people I do, would give I love, you like a five I, out of oh five? Oh my god! Oh, yes. I love yes. people, especially like in public. I love. I love that. <laughs> I, I like that. I really do. Okay. Um, and yeah. I think that's managing expectations at the same time. Totally. Because if you say I like mm. making out with people in public, then the guy knows what he's in for. Yes. Yes. And uh, then if somebody's not, I'm definitely that, getting a kiss. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Nathan, what about you? Give us one of your top skills. Top skills. Um, I um, I can crack a few jokes sometimes. Sometimes you're pretty funny. Right. That, that, you're not selling yourself here. Okay. Occasionally <laughs> funny is what you said. Occasionally <laughs> funny. Um, I, I love giving uh, oral. Yep. That seems too grandiose, I guess, but you said the blow It isn't. Thing. And I, I qualified it with superior because I'm just owning what I feel is the truth. <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. just go with it. If you but know could, you, could you class yourself as a cunnilingus connoisseur? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got gills, put it that way. 
Oh my god. And I think that sums up our skill set. Okay. <laughs> the first. We're really good with our mouths, is what I've learned about all of us today. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my hips don't lie over here. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're going to be talking more about what other things that you can put into some sort of dating CV. And we're going to touch more upon these skills a bit later, but we're going to take a short break and come back with some more gems. Okay. Welcome back China daters for part two. Now we're going to get into the real meat and potatoes of the CV. We're going to really build it up now. And uh, my first question, Stephanie, is, yes, um, well, every, every CV starts with your experience and your education, you know, start from the beginning. So how long have you been in China and how long have you been in China and how did, how, <laughs> did you have a lot of experience in dating before you came to China? And how about now that you're in China? So it's a three-part question. Okay. 18 months, no, yes. Okay, next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Okay, let's roll it back then to uh, to your um, uh, your new life in China. Then, mm -hmm. so uh, how was how was it getting? It's hard when you're starting out in your career getting work experience, right? It is. So how was your uh, fledgling dating life? What yeah. was that like? You got to hit the streets and hustle. Oh yeah, is that what you did? <laughs> it's not. Uh -oh. <laughs> I came to China just out of uh, a really shit and sexless marriage, so I was excited to to date again and just see see what what new Stephanie is like <laughs> dating in China. And but I was nervous and I didn't have a lot of confidence, so for me Tinder was the way to go because there's a little filter, you know, you can kind of vet people through the interwebs first mm. uh, before meeting them in person, which I, I didn't at the time have the confidence to go and do. And I, and I was so new and nobody that I was really friends with here at the time went out. So I didn't know where to go. The people I was with weren't interested in going out and dating or anything. So I was just like, okay, I guess I'll do this by myself. So <laughs> Tinder and me were good buddies for a while. Did you, I mean, now you're, I, I, cause we know you and, and you're a bit of a social, uh, Queen with butterfly, social butterfly. Um, looking back at like how social are social you are now compared to to who you were then, uh, would you give yourself some advice about how to meet people in person? Because you're always meeting people now. Like, you know, you know, not like not say. Wait, let me phrase that. So carry on. Where, where are you going with this? Um, let me just get out of this hole that oh, I'm uh, I'm digging myself into. I'll drop your rope. Okay, what advice would you give to? Um, uh, timid Stephanie wanting to meet people in, in real life? I, well, okay, so I'm going to caveat this by saying, <laughs> even though I have since made a resolution, like, okay, now I'm going to meet people in real life to date. I, I've only done that once. <laughs> I meet a lot of people. You do. I meet so many people, but not not dating people. Mm -hmm. I have literally met one person that I've gone out with having met them in person. <laughs> So, which is interesting and ironic. However, I am out more and I think that's wonderful because you network and meet people. And by doing that, I have made some excellent friends and that's allowed me to go on a lot of mate dates, which has also been wonderful. 
Um, but deviating from your question, what advice would I give myself? Find some plan. You know, honestly, I wouldn't change anything because I needed that growth. Mm. So I don't know that I would have any advice other than <laughs> take your time and do it the way you need to do it. Mm. And and how much experience have you would you, have you been building up your experience now? Yes. Yeah. How's that going? It's <laughs> <That's> been good. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, you know, COVID-19 time, a little bit of a dry spell. It's not my my best, like, dating, romantic dating time. Best friend dating time, uh, for sure. Um, but prior to virus life, I uh, had a very active dating life. And it was fun and delightful and exciting and robust. Mm. Robust. Before you went, like, on these Tinder dates or meeting people out for dates, like, did you have a certain filter that you run people through, like, uh, to make sure, like, you would want to go on a date with them or make sure that they match certain criteria you had, anything like that? I, I have thought about this a lot lately. And honestly, I think it comes down to, would I want to be your friend? Like, if you were an interesting enough person that I'd want to be a friend with you or go out with you again, then probably we'll have an excellent date. So can you carry a conversation? Uh, is it a nice natural ebb and flow between just life stuff, getting to know each other, being fun and flirty? Um, but if you're just living in this boring place where you're not speaking anything highly about your life, you're not excited or passionate about things, you're kind of passive. Or if you're just like, here's my dick pic. <laughs> like, yeah, none of those mm -hmm. extremes are stupendously exciting. Like, I need that great middle ground. So at the end of the day, if I would be maybe interested in being your friend because you're interesting and I'm curious and I want to know more, that's going to be a great date. So um, so you're, you're very much looking at their CV as much as you are focusing on your own. I mean, absolutely. My time is precious. Like, I don't have time to waste on bullshit. You go, girl. Yes. Um, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that um, I think, Stephanie, I think you're so right everyone needs a starting point as well especially when you arrive in China like you don't, you have no idea what the dating scene is going to be like and everyone's going to have their own different experience and and then you'll find people that you like to date and then find people you know you just want to be friends with so I think putting yourself out there like you have and being robust and you know really meeting a lot of people is just the best way to go about it but I will That's say my opinion. I, I purposely did not date anybody who lived in Beijing for like the first eight months oh. <laughs> because I heard there was a very small community and I didn't <laughs> want to fuck it up. So I wanted some practice. It'd been a long time since I dated. I didn't have a lot of confidence that I was a good date. Like I wanted to build up some of my own skills and kind of define and redefine myself in the space before I like jumped in and tried mm. fucking the men of Beijing. So did it make it easier? Sorry. Did it make it easier? Like knowing that, okay, like these guys are like, they're either pa passing through, they're visiting or whatever. So I can practice going on dates, build this experience, like, you know, just work on that. And then not have to worry about running into the Yes. It was like an internship. <laughs> like a lot of little internships. And it was great. Yeah, absolutely. It was easy. Like I knew they weren't going to be here very long. And that said, like, I have great connections with a lot of them. I'm still friends with a lot of them. Um, so there were still quality connections and quality people, by and large. Obviously, you have your mistakes here and there, uh, your dead-end career options here and there. But, um, yeah, I think it made it a lot easier just to – took some of the pressure off. And I knew that I wouldn't be out at some bar somewhere and then run into someone. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I was an idiot. Uh, yeah, so. that happens to me. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, talk, we talk about that um, – so on and off the show, and it's something that we really want to look into eventually, but 
you know, it is a small community and, and mm. sort of like uh, dating in your own backyard um, can have its problems. Do you feel like it's, uh, have you got any rules or thoughts on that? Uh, well, so far it hasn't been a problem. And the couple guys that I've dated who live here, like we're still friends and that's nice. Um, I feel like I need to write a field guide because I feel like I'm friends with a lot of these people. Like, from fucking to friendship. A practical oh guide to the, for the modern woman. Oh my God, do write that. God, we'll... Can you write that for our weekend? <laughs> we'll collaborate. That's a book. You heard, it here. You, you heard it here first, listeners. Date Night's first book will be published. Um, our ebook. Yeah, ebook. Yes. That's going to be God, also an yes. audio book. Oh, yeah. We've I'm like in. role play and I'm like in. reenactment and like sound effects. Yes, I'm in. I'll shake on that. Okay. Wait, so I want to ask right. you how, yes. yeah, could you always do that when you first started dating people? Because there's people I've dated that I don't talk to again. Or like, you know, just get out of touch. Like you realize like For we're sure. not a good match, but like you're not my friend either. Or like how could you turn somebody? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. what you said. So, so there's a few people that I've seen in town that, you know, like you said, it, you know, it seems nice at first but you're not going to keep seeing them. You're not going to keep going out, but it never ended like sourly. Mm. Um, and the couple people, like there was one guy that it did and I just had to be really firm. I'm like, look, no, like seriously, no. Um, and you know, generally he's respected that and I don't see him anywhere. So honestly, it's been so long. I'm not sure I'd recognize him <laughs> if I saw him. Maybe I, so my greatest fear is like accidentally dating somebody again <laughs> or like accidentally matching with someone again because I don't remember who they were. And maybe we talked once or went out to dinner once because I have a terrible memory sometimes. <laughs> you know what's it's really funny you bring that up because sorry, kind of side note here. I um a couple of months ago, I met up with some friends and one of the guys in this group, I actually was in a friendship group in, when I lived in Chengdu and one of my friends actually dated him and he was saying, oh, do you remember blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I still talk to her now and again, you know, we're still friends. And he was like, it's so weird. I came back to London. I was on Tinder and I matched with her and both of us forgot that we actually had dated in Chengdu. Oh. How weird is that? Wow. What a small world. That's too. amazing. So weird. Jeez. So how I was thinking, so as you're saying this, I'm thinking, how do you actually go about deciding whether you say yes to a date or rejecting them then? Because you were just saying about how sometimes you have turned around and said, no, I don't want to see you again. So do you find it easy to communicate that and, you know, or got any tips on for people? Tips on saying no or tips on deciding? Well, not on saying no, but deciding. I guess like the filtering thing again, like when you're on That's Tinder true. and you match with somebody, like it's good yeah. conversation. How do you want to you know, yeah, yeah. move to meeting in person or deciding, nah, like you seem nice, but I don't want to go on dates. Imagine that you're like a, you know, an awesome company that people want to get employed at. You yes. Know? And you've got all these CVs to read through. Yes. What are you looking for? I, oh, generally, I mean, well, what, for me, like conversation is everything. If you can carry it, because I'm, I'm a talker and a listener and I like connecting with people and I'm, I'm curious. So I always want to know more about people. So you need to be able to talk and hold your own. So that's a big thing. You know, obviously like humor is a big thing. Um, someone who's just passionate about their life and thinks about their life. Like, how do I want to be a better person? How do I want to improve? What do I want to do? Um, so all of that is fascinating, you know, and if they're, you know, kind of fun and flirty, but they're not just like, I want to fuck you right now. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a time and a place for that, but I'm like, finesse it a little bit, finesse it a little right. bit. Like I'm worth a little bit of finesse, I feel. 
Um, so that's always appreciated if you can kind of kind of be a little subtle about it, um, at least at first. Do you ever feel sometimes like you want to give people pointers? You know, like sometimes if people are nervous yes. in an interview, you just want to say, look, just calm down. Everything's fine. Just, you know, like take a deep <laughs> breath. Like they say, you know, sometimes one of the mm. techniques that they use before interviews is uh, stand in a power pose. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? You know, like there's the like Superman a, pose. The Superman pose. Yes. Yeah, do that. For, they say do that for a minute before you walk into a room where you're nervous, and it'll give you more confidence. It's a psychological technique. It and works. Imagine everyone naked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Does that help on dates? It definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> it's, it, it distracts from all the listening, but that's fine. Mm. Um, so tips for people. I okay. So I like I matched with this guy the other day. And my tip for him would be ask a fucking question. Oh shit! He That's asked a bad, zero a bad question, and the man's like, he's like, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, so presumably he's smart because he's no, surgeries smart. on people. Um, and so, like, I was asking questions. We had, uh, you know, he's from the state that my cousin's from, and so I was like, oh, I've been there, and he didn't bite at any of that. He literally asked me no questions. So I'm like, why are you on here? He's like. I want to find love. And I'm like, do you want to ask a question of the person you potentially are looking to find love from? You asked him that? I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he I said, love that. It's so <laughs> and I'm so sad I deleted <laughs> him. Uh, but he said, uh, he's like, I feel like if I say all I need to say, then the girl will make up her mind. And what? I said, that's oh, not wow. how this works. No. <laughs> and then I deleted him. <laughs> That's horrible. Though. It needs to be a banter back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It was it was yeah. really strange. I always feel after the fact I'm like, man, I should have screenshotted that or something. Because no one would believe some of the weird stuff that happens on here. Yeah, that's true. You have a great you have a great catfish story that you told me the other day. Would you would you mind telling that? Today's story, boys and girls, <laughs> is the catfish of Beijing. <laughs> Uh, yes. So I had matched with this Italian man who was tall. He specifically said in his profile, he's six, three, like height doesn't matter to me, but he, he went out of his way to point it out. Yeah. This is stupid. Anyway. This, is, <laughs> this is relevant later in the story. This becomes relevant. Uh, so like tall, tanned pictures of him on a boat, you know, like you do, uh, Italian guy. I'm like, all right, this sounds great. Seemed like a normal person. We're chatting. Um, I went on vacation to Bali. He messaged me a couple times. Hey, I hope you're having a good time. I'm like, thanks. That's nice. Get back from vacation. And he says, hey, I know you're just back. You probably don't have any food in your fridge. Let me come over and cook for you. And I'm like, that's a super nice offer. Bearing in mind that I have not yet met this man on person, I have declined to do a video chat with him. And those are two big standards I have for like really real reasons. Like one, you should meet someone in person for safety. And also, it's, I think it's important, like, give one another the gift of opting out. I think that's important as well. Yeah. Uh, so you should always, always meet in person first. In a uh, public place. In a public place first. Mm. Yes. Be safe, boys and girls. Yes, be safe. Uh, but at this point, I was just like, yep, Italian food from this Italian guy sounds real good. Uh, I make a great dessert. So come on by. That'll be great. Uh, so I, so we has like this 40 minute scooter ride over. So he's like making the effort, right? And I have to take the elevator down to collect people in the lobby because you need a little key fob to work the elevator. So I go down and there's this one guy in the lobby and he's obviously not like the person I'm looking for. So I'm like looking around because he texted me that he was here. 
And I'm about to go back upstairs or like message him again, like, hey, where are you? Did you come to the correct building? When this other guy who I was not looking for says my name. <laughs> and in front of me is a very much non six foot three man, uh, easily like mm. almost a head shorter than I am. Uh, so like significantly shorter, very overweight, easily 60 years old if he was a day, bald, his shirt unbuttoned almost to his navel, chest hair, graying chest hair, gold chains. It's like Jersey Shore went spectacularly wrong. And I look at him and I said, what? And he said my name again. And so I sat there and I looked at my phone and I pulled up my Tinder and I pulled up the picture of the person I'm expecting to see and I show it to him and I say, how long ago was this picture taken? And he looks at me and shit you not dead in the eye and says, oh, that's not me. <laughs> and I said, why? You idiots. <laughs> why why, 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 why is it not you? <laughs> and I, he looked at me and he said, I tried to video message you because I wanted you to see what I look like. And I said, he's like, but you wouldn't take my video calls. So I'm going to show up at your house. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Stop. And I, I was shocked. I said, are you trying to blame your dishonesty on me? He's like, well, if you would have answered your video call, then you would see what I look wow. like. Wow. The audacity that yes. he's just going to show up and like yes. be like, yeah, I look nothing like you what you expected. Please let me inside your yeah. apartment. So he asked. I turned him away, and he was genuinely surprised I asked him to leave. And the only explanation I have for his utter genuine shock is that other girls had been like, oh, he came all this way. I guess it's not so bad. I'll, you know, let him cook and then he'll leave. Absolutely fucking not. Say no. 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 Yeah. I, I got back in that elevator and deleted him right away. <laughs> it was shocking. It was shocking. I mean, good for you, though. Because that's like... Yeah, definitely. Like, I think I would have done exactly the same. Well, I hope I would have done the same and not felt pressured to let him up and cook for me. No. But could you imagine, like, I'm just thinking that if if I was someone who was about to interview someone and you turned up and you had lied about every single thing on your CV, yes. why the hell do you think you're getting a job? So why, mm. if you've lied about everything, do you think that you're entitled to spend time with me? I don't know. <laughs> when you've lied about everything. Yes. <laughs> the only thing that would have been worse wow. is if you would have let him in and then he promised you to make you an Italian and he just gave you like, like cup of noodles, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, it's so oh Italian, like, you know. It's noodles. It's noodles. noodles. It's fine. Noodles, Italian, <laughs> pasta, whatever, you know? when you first came to China to, to go on dates and also mm. like what kind of dates were you looking for? What was your whole thing? Were you looking for fun? Were you looking um, to find something more serious or just anything? Like were you open to whatever would happen? Sure. So when I first got here, I I was like bound and determined, felt bold and amazing to redefine myself in the dating and sexual arena. Like that is what I wanted to do. Um, after yeah, years of a terrible relationship and no sex, I was like, okay, we're going to fix this right now. So it was my goal just to get out there and, yeah, and yeah. see what it was like. Yeah. Paula. Paula. Um, so it didn't, mm -hmm. it, it mattered less to me, the type of relationship it was, whether it was casual or, you know, long-term or serious, whatever. And it mattered more to me what I was learning about myself. 
So when I first got here, that's that was the important thing for me. Yeah. And so, like, what kind of dates, like, um, were you meeting people? Yeah, mostly on Tinder, I guess mm-hmm. you said. Um, and, like, what have you been doing now, I guess? How has your mindset on dating changed in the, like, 18 months that you've been here? Um, I suppose it has, well, so I feel a little more confident in myself. I have a bit of a better understanding of what I'm, what is acceptable for me in a relationship. So I am open to like moving forward with something maybe more serious, um, or more steady, like serious just sounds like a lot of pressure. (laughs) I'm like something more steady, something more regular, um, something that lasts more than two months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to break that two yeah. month, uh, that two month stint right there. Have you found that being a problem because we live in an expat community people come and go all the time, you know, coronavirus has been a little bit different. People can't leave or, or yeah. whatever, can't come back. But usually like, did you feel like it was hard to get longer than two months because like, you know, people are changing or they don't want something steady or, you know, maybe I only made that resolution in like October and then had seen a guy for a couple months and then had seen a guy for a couple months. So, and then, you know, coronavirus hit. So I feel like I haven't had a lot of, there hasn't been a lot of like normal time to kind of test that theory and see, like, see what's going wrong. I'm like, is it me? It might be. That's entirely plausible. Um, you know, again, for all the people that I meet, you know, they don't all materialize into dates. So I don't know yet. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. That's great though. Like, okay. So you told us a really like crazy catfish story. Can you tell us like a really great date story you've been on? What's been an awesome date in Beijing you've been on? Awesome date. One of my favorite dates, long weekend dates, uh, was with a, an Australian guy that I had matched with. Uh, and we had actually, um, I was here. He was in Southern China learning Kung Fu. So already I love him. Uh, cause I had studied Kung Fu as well. I'm like, oh my God, we have so much in common. <laughs> And uh, just one of those people that's at a similar, like, pivotal transition point in their life. So it was great to finally meet someone and be able to talk about, like, you know, how, how are you processing this? And what does this look like? How are you looking to redefine yourself? And, you know, of course, he had this host of other experiences that I didn't have. So uh, just wonderful to connect with somebody like that. And we had done a long weekend in pre-virus Wuhan. That was lovely. And then he came and spent a long weekend with me here in Beijing Um, and it was just wonderful. Like we just spent a weekend in, uh, we went out and ate a lot of Chinese food. Um, we, you know, watched both Crocodile Dundee movies because he's Australian. I I will say we didn't never made it through. uh, I say watch loosely. Um, it was great. And I'm like, this is a knife. I absolutely made him say that like 20 times. (laughs) But in this scenario, his knife is his penis. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Not that he's stabbing you, <laughs> maybe he is. Well, it was a great time. Uh, first guy ever tied me up, so that was delightful as well. Ooh, Ooh nice. I know. So yes to more of that. Um, but yeah, just a wonderful date with a great person and, and such a great example that you can meet wonderful people on Tinder. You can still, I am still friends with this person. Um, and you can, yeah, just have a lot of great dates, even if they don't materialize into something lasting and long term. Were you going to say something? Oh. oh, I was just going to say, well, you were saying earlier that you'd met a lot of people. No, you hadn't met a lot of people first and then dated them. So every, every most people that you've dated have been through online apps, I assume. Yep. So, but that has that really helped your dating experience? Because when I was in Beijing, like my way of meeting people mainly was actually meeting them in first. And I 
always so against online dating for ages. And then I went on a horrific date from it. So I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. um, and it really put me off. So it's it's nice to hear that people can actually find good dates through Tinder. So how has that kind of helped your experience in, like, ha- changed your perception on dating, I guess? Uh, well, I didn't... Before I got married to my ex, I didn't really have a lot of experience dating generally. Like, it was a string of really bad, like, first dates. Uh, like, absurdly bad first mm. dates. So, I mean, it was just the fact that I was going out on any dates was lovely. Um, so, so it was just, yeah, it was just a nice confidence booster. It was a nice, like, way to kind of get your toe in the water for things. Um and yeah, like I said, I'm trying to try. I wish I had your magic. I don't, I'm like, I feel stooped like a dum-dum. I'm like, I don't know how to meet people in real life. <laughs> Even though I meet a fuck ton of people all the time. Well, it's hard. Like, I feel like I, I don't know waves. Like, I think Eleanor and I, we've talked about this before. Sometimes I'm like meeting so many people online and sometimes I'm meeting a lot of people out. Oh, but true. Yeah, I feel the same. Like, okay. but lately I feel like I haven't been meeting people know. out either or on Tinder. So like, I don't know. Of, you, know <laughs> you gotta go through ups and downs. Yeah, you know, it's how, weird. You know, I feel like summertime after coronavirus when things get a little bit better too, I feel like more and more people will be going out. So maybe you'll need more. People. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Nate, you're going to have to wingman me here. I apparently need some help. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely sort you out. Hey, okay. when this episode gets published, who hey, knows? Hey, that's right. Yeah. If you'd like to send your dating CV for consideration from Stephanie, send it to Date Night China and all its various social media well, platforms. Well, well, thank you very much, actually. Um, what a job. <laughs> Do I need to blow you first? <laughs> you're hired. Uh, well, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Um, so uh, thank you. We're gonna wrap this section up now, yeah. and then when we come back, uh, before you, well, before you send in your CVs for mm. Stephanie, you might want to hear some references. So after the break, um, we're going to be looking at how to get good references, and we'll give you some good examples. So get another drink, and we'll see you after the break. Okay, welcome back, China daters. We hope you've grabbed another drink, and also we hope that you're playing the drinking game, which we have not mentioned this episode, but maybe you are drinking like we are right now. Um, so we hundred percent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, drink. Oh, drink twice because you laughed. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we've got to follow the rules. Well, cheers. Drink or cheers. 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 Um. So. We were talking about dating CV and getting reviews from people. And I think in real life, you don't normally get reviews and feedback from your dates, usually. Um, but we've asked Stephanie to get reviews from dates that she's been on. <laughs> and we received quite a great response. You've got some great responses from these guys you went on dates Inundated with. Inundated with responses. Yes, yes. So we want to read a couple of these out to you. Stephanie has not heard these before. I am not. I put the call out and the 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 men have responded and I forwarded them right to you. I, I literally have no idea what they've written. And I'm like, I'm nervous but excited. You should be excited. And I'm blushing a little bit. It's great. It's great. Do you guys want to take turns reading them? Oh, no. I just want to hear them. Oh, you? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so the first review is from an Italian guy you met in Prague. Ooh, yes. He says, great company, amazing and sexy look, clever topics and conversations, and amazing sex. 
everything a man like me needs. Oh, wow. Wow. Glowing review. Very amazing. Mm. He said he often thinks of the dirty talk you gave him that night while you were doing it. And that drives him crazy thinking about it. He had to let you know. <laughs> I don't oh, feel, wow. I mean, I think wow. you should get back Damn. in touch with him. Yeah. I, I don't feel I'm a big dirty talker. Wait, so that's really interesting. He was a legit Italian guy. Yes, he was a legit yeah. one. Oh, not, well. Not, not the catfish <laughs> Italian. Wouldn't that be awful? I'm like, nah, come on, man. Uh, no, no, like legit Italian guy who lives in Amsterdam who I met in Prague. He was wonderful. Um, can, so can I ask then, uh, the thing that yes. stood out in that review mm. um, was the dirty talk. Is that something that you, uh, like find naturally like you didn't put it on your skill set I, I didn't put it in my skill set i don't know that i would define myself by it but i i am vocally. naturally expressive yes uh -huh. vo vocally expressive uh -huh. um so i think that just naturally happens in the course of having a delightful mm. time mm. Mm. Okay. so it, it's interesting that that's what stood out to him because yeah. i don't know that i've had anyone say that to me specifically ever yeah it's so interesting to hear other people's perceptions of you yeah wow wow okay okay next one swiss guy he says oh, your, your blow jobs and hand jobs are dot 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 wow very exciting <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you swiss guy Ooh, okay. very complimentary Nice. Um, the last one is from a Brit. That I would I just like to Bali. say first that uh, that that blowjob was now verified by a person. <laughs> it's not just bullshit on my CV. Has been verified. So you're not like lying or like not lying. Nope. Okay, it's fine. Okay, got the review. I think we're gonna be in a twist. You, <laughs> Oh wait, say that again, L. You cut out a little bit. Oh no, of course the connection's bad, isn't it? Sometimes. Um, I said, well, now we might actually get some really good CVs for you to sift through, Stephanie. Yes. Mm. Don't disappoint me, China daters. You know, it'd be really cool if people that you know, if we like, pro maybe by the end of season one or season three, like somebody's married. <laughs> Somewhere around that. Somebody's yeah. married because of China, uh, Day Night China. That would be, that would be nice if we could. If we could that's the goal. That's be responsible goal. for somebody's yeah. marriage, then that would be brilliant. That would be. Yeah, and we could give oh, everybody a free ebook. That manual. <laughs> I, I would hold that as like a, a like a series of the, the pages of that notebook as a bouquet in my wedding. Mm -hmm. Definitely, the priest needs to say, "Buy this." Yeah. We're talking to friendship. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next okay. one. What, Next else, one. what other one. nice thing did people say about uh, that? <laughs> Um, Brit that you met in Bali said, oh, yeah. got to anal sex with remarkable ease. Felt very <laughs> comfortable with you. <laughs> oh my God. I love the language there. Remarkable, remarkable ease. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Like, wow. Okay. Remarkable. I just want to, can we unpick the <laughs> remarkable? How I don't do even know where to begin. How? Where would you like to begin, Nathan? Oh, uh, I don't, um, like, is it is it accessibility? Is it is it? I, I don't remarkable ease. We were on the beach uh -huh. for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. There were there were a lot of fingers and hands to kind of help help things out. Uh, maybe help the easing process later on. By the time we got to the hotel. Oh, I see. So it wasn't on the beach. It was not. No, no. We started the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow. Huh. Wow. Yeah. wow. Okay. Okay, so those are like, we have 
Somebody graphic, is isn't it? Very graphic. You know. <laughs> I'm like blushing. You can't tell, but I'm like so warm right now. I'm like, hey, is it just me? Oh, okay. Well, they, yeah, those are great. We have those so many other great ones from you, Steph. Um, yes, Al. I was just going to say, Stephanie, did you actually expect those kind of reviews? Or, and are they, would you say they're a reflection of what you put out on your dates? Uh, well, I did put out on my dates. So I suppose it's a good reflection <laughs> of that. Um, I mean, like I'm still in, obviously because they responded, like I'm still in touch with these people. So what was the question? <laughs> I'm sorry, a little flustered. <laughs> did you expect, did you expect those responses? Uh, I guess because we're still friends, I expected nice answers. Like I expect they were going to be friendly because we're friends. Mm. Um, I don't think those specifically were the the ones that I was. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't expect any of that. But I'm happy that everyone had a great time. <laughs> when you, <laughs> yeah, like we said, these are really great ones, and it's nice you have awesome feedback and you're still in touch with these guys yes. do you think when you first started dating or when in china or even now would you get some reviews that maybe not would be like that or what you expected not not saying like oh my god stephanie's horrible no. but like more just like I oh mean, yeah maybe. maybe just feedback about like uh trying <laughs> this or i should have been more this or i walked out on a guy 10 minutes uh maybe about 20 minutes into our date as he was on his way to the toilets because it was such a terrible date, and I just couldn't be bothered. So maybe, Fuck. maybe he doesn't think so highly. I think that might hurt my Yelp reviews. Or yeah, what was what was so bad about it? Can I ask? Uh, he, by way of greeting, he did not shake my hand. Oh. He did not give me a hug. He did not like wave to me from across the way. He chest bumped me. Oh my God, no. And it wasn't like a, hey, I want to feel your like tits kind of chest bump. It was like, bro, chest bump me. No. And and that just started a cascade effect of just awful things <laughs> and absurdities about this man. Like asking, do I know the country Poland? Because I'm American. And so clearly I just have no idea what you're talking about. Poland, what's that? Is that like a sausage? <laughs> so, like, I'm not an idiot, and this guy was acting like I might be. I just couldn't be bothered. He drank the slowest pint of beer ever, ever. It took him, like, 20 minutes to drink this beer, and I'm just like, please finish, because I was thinking, once he's done with his drink, then we could pay and go our separate ways. And he was taking so damn long to drink this drink, and, like, halfway through his drink, he's like, I'm going to go use the toilet. And so he got up and I got up and said, I'm going to pay, you take care. And I walked out of the bar. Oh my God. So did you talk after that? Or did no. You, did you walk in, delete Yes. Him? Like, wow. I was done. Wow. Oh. I, I think that's a really good example of what you put out to the world, you get back. Because if you're going to go around bumping your dates, you could expect them to walk out. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. So I think... There are so many different ways in which you can be perceived, but you've got to be so aware of like what you want to be perceived like and what, you know, like, uh, uh, what other people are going to perceive you as when you do stupid things, basically. Oh, sure. Sorry, that was a lot of perceived in a lot of sentences. <laughs> 
No, and uh, like I was telling you when we uh, went on the break, like for me, a lot of that comes down to like how I define dating for myself. So even though I've had absurd dates and encounters, like I never have a bad date because dating for me is all about how I show up. Like the quality of the date is how I show up. So if I show up with, you know, authenticity, if I show up with a good attitude, you know, I'm, you know, you know, have freshened up, I'm clean and shaven everywhere. And I'm here to tell stories and listen and all of that, then I know I showed up in a quality manner that I feel good about. And that's all I can control. So that for me is like, even if the guy stands me up, even if he's a catfish, even if he's a chest bumper, <laughs> like I'm still okay. And I've had a great date because I've been a great date and my happiness doesn't like live in someone else's court. And I think for a lot of people, that's where they go wrong and why they hate dating so much. Cause they're like, Oh, there's no good guys out there. Oh, this guy is a jerk. Oh, this guy, whatever, whatever. But you're like putting all your happiness eggs in someone else's basket, which is super unfair and also you can't control it. So if you know that you're showing up for yourself in a manner that you feel like you showed up with integrity and authenticity, and you can like look yourself in the mirror the next day about it, then it's a great date. I think that's a great attitude because you you only really think about those things in, in terms of every other aspect of your life generally. You know, that's something yeah. like that you'd read in a self-help book about how you deal with your your boss or your colleagues or your your, you know, other relationships. I don't know if people do see that with their um, like romantic life, you know, but applying those um, those um, rules or like standards, mm -hmm. you know, it's having a standard not for it's having a standard for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and a, and, a, and a level of respect for yourself. And I think that's, uh, that's sometimes overlooked because there is an emphasis on that other person or finding the other person, mm -hmm. and it's like no, that other person's finding me and I'm awesome. Yeah. You know, so, Absolutely. you know, I love that showing up with authenticity. I think that's a great role. Yeah. I agree. And I think Nathan, you're right about the respect thing, but you know who I have um, slight less respect for the people who put reviews on their Tinder bios. <laughs> what, 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 but ironically <laughs> or like intentionally, because sometimes they're a little bit funny. I think you can't tell. Intentionally. You can't tell it's if they're being Yeah, you can't. Because yeah. you don't know the person. Yeah. It's hard to read tone. Yeah. So if they're just like, my mom gives me five stars for being cute. You know, my ex tells me I'm good in bed, you know, and I'm like, it just sounds, to me, it comes off as it's, pretentious and inauthentic because yeah. I don't know anything. At the end of the day, I don't know anything it's about like, you. It's like your ex no. says you're good in bed. Yeah, but she's not fucking you, is she? Yeah. So, like, so, like, so <laughs> oh, wow. how, good, how good are you, bro? I'm gonna, okay, the next time I come across that, I'm going to match that person just to tell them that. Yeah. I'm just going to be a bitch about it. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it depends on if they're trying to be funny. If they're trying to brag about things, like humble bragging. No, but if it's like ironic tell. and funny, like, okay, I was reading this one guys and he was like, like, it was just like stupid that it made it funny. It was like, he's an excellent flosser, Dan's dentist. He always pays his bills. It was just like stupid shit or like, okay. uh, he fucking peed on me, anonymous Tinder woman. <laughs> like to me, I was like, it was random, but like, it's not, it's not the usual reviews I would that's the And that's the key. It's not the usual reviews. Yeah. Like there's definitely somewhere online, like some dudes have attended some seminar about how to write a Tinder profile and what's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was cool and interesting for the one dude who did it first. 
and everyone else is like copied and pasted. Mm. So now it just seems mm-hmm. yeah. like you're not you're original. not even trying. Like yeah. you're not original at all. Like I don't want to know that you've read an Oscar Wilde, you know, novel or play. Like write your own damn thing. Like who are you in this universe? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Tell me about you. Who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me anything. Well, God, I feel a lot of pressure. It's like I, I just I, I realize I don't know who I am. <laughs> Who am I? I don't know. Let's chit chat about it. You know, yes, maybe. I was thinking about this the other day. The other day, so that's very Mm. British. Um, (laughs) What ho? The day, darling. But sometimes it's good to remember that opposites attract, and when you're meeting people and things like that, like I. I have a sister who's who could be quite stubborn. Um, actually, no, let's face it, it's probably me who could be quite stubborn as well. And I think, or, or some, please me as an example, I can get really overexcited and I need people to put ground me back, like mm. bring me back down. If I go for someone who's exactly like me uh, when I'm going on Tinder profiles and be like, oh, this person's really funny. Well, if they turn out to be funnier than me, like, that's not going to work. So I think you need to keep in mind as well, like, who's going to level you out or ground you a bit? Mm, that's fair. Well, but that, it goes back to the belief whether you feel like opposite attracts or, do you, like, you know, would you go for somebody that's similar? You know, I, I, I think I've been with both types of people. I've been with somebody that was very different to me and uh, very similar. And... Th- they both failed eventually, so like <laughs> I don't fucking know if that's like anything to go on, you know. I feel like there there's that good mix. Like you want to have enough in common to be like to have that common ground, but enough different to keep things interesting. Mm. Like you, I think you always want to be curious about somebody. Like that's a big thing that I've learned about um, during COVID and not so much dating. But going out with my friends is like I'm curious about the I'm curious about the people I know. Mm. Friends, I love you. Mm. Um, but like I those are some of the standards that I have like in my friendship life that I'm moving over to my dating life, because why should they be so incredibly different? Like I'm I'm curious about the people I know and like what makes you tick and what are you dealing with and what's challenging you and you know, what's your favorite sex position? And like, you know, when you can talk and you're curious and you continually want to know people. Reverse calco. It's beautiful. Good to know. Yeah. I'll file that one away. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I, I think that a lot of those things, like you might put on a CV, I think a lot of it generally is is superficial, actually, because what's more important to me, having, you know, dated, you know, a few people and been in a few long-term relationships and being with somebody that is different and then similar, it actually, it really comes down to, like, core values that's important to me. Like, yes. you know, how would you, what are your politics? Not to get too serious, but, like, what are your politics? What you know? What is your definition of a good life? You know, yeah. if if you want children, how would you want to raise them? You know, like those are the things because those are the things that will always come undone. What's your What's your views on money? Mm-hmm. You know, like those are the things. It's okay. not that like you know you're into metal and I'm not. You know those <laughs> things. And you know if you're into a hobby that um that I can't really get into, fine, have it. We don't yeah. need to be joined at the hip. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe exactly. some it's, things it's we can exciting do. That you, you have different hobbies sometimes too. Yeah. And you oh, should. Yeah. You always yeah. need to be your own, own person. person. You're your own self. Always. Self. No, yeah. I totally agree with that, Nathan. Like, it's it's the core values that make it, and then everything else is negotiable. Mm. L. I, I 
think it's important also that there are two people in a relationship, not one. So yes. everyone who's always like, a, we're a wee couple. I'm like, mm. you do realise that you are too soon. I think you can really be like, don't lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Elle, we're losing you a little bit. Can you repeat time. that again? Try that again. Oh. <laughs> I was just saying, don't lose yourself in a relationship. Mm. That's all. That's very yeah. true. That's yeah. very true. I think you've mm. got to, I mean, when it gets, you know, past dating, mm. it's hard to, uh, people lose themselves out of, it's an innocent mistake because mm. they want to get closer to somebody and they want to find that connection and they want to build on the we, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just innocently, they forget to nurture the me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is not, and then before you know it, it becomes quite destructive and it comes, it can become a little bit toxic. But it it comes from a place, and I think people forget this, because then eventually in the relationship, you start to blame the other person for losing Mm -hmm. that part of yourself. Or say, well, I gave this up, and Mm -hmm. the sacrifices so that we could do this together, and now you don't want to do it as much. Mm -hmm. Or now you want to break, and you want to find the me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it comes from a place of of real, um, you know, innocent, just authentic um, love, actually. Mm -hmm. It comes from a place of love, and unfortunately... It's gonna be one of the things that that destroys you in the end. Well, they say everything in excess becomes its opposite. So there's definitely a point to where you are connecting with someone, trying to get to know them better, trying to understand them better, mm-hmm. and that's when you're you know aligning with them a little bit more. And there's that natural point where you know you won't spend maybe quite as much time with your friends or quite as much time with your other hobbies because you know you have a relationship. But then. There's definitely that tipping point where when you go over it, then it becomes very unhealthy and destructive. And I I 100% did that in my marriage because I was desperate to figure out why he had been pulling away. So I'm like, if I'm more of this, if I'm more of what he wants, if I'm more like him, then maybe he will like me. And which just wasn't true because he was never going to like me. Um, but, But I definitely saw the detriment of that. And it's not fun. So I'm really keenly aware of like, I don't want to sacrifice myself and, you know, the things I'm interested in and my friendships for a relationship. Like, I want to fold somebody into my life. I don't want to develop a life around a person. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an amazing point. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I think, I, yeah, I just, I was going to, I think that really, really good points. And it's good to listen to what people you date say to you whether it's in a subtle way or whether it's in a really direct way and that's how you grow that's how Mm. you you know we're talking about references and building a cv what about just building yourself as a person and then basically that would be oh sorry um i was just saying that um yeah basically kind of wrapping this up that perceptions are important but you do have to kind of think about what you want to get out of everything when it comes to dating and I think feedback is great but you actually have to listen to it Mm. yeah okay great well um that concludes our third segment so we're going to take a break serious segment we had a little heart to heart guys dug in that was really good yeah is that segment number two or is it three that was three wow god time is flying when you're having fun okay so grab yourself a drink or um whatever it is that you want to grab that is close by um and (laughs) 
And uh, we'll see, we'll, we'll talk to you after the break. See you after the break. Yep. <laughs> We're beautiful. You want to see us. God, I always, I always forget. I've not, I've not stopped. I've not stopped recording yet. I always forget that this is not a TV show. I think we're moving on to that date night channel TV. I feel like I keep looking at this camera because we can see Elle on Skype. We're going to work towards a TV show. I definitely want to stream it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm dressed for it. Too. Yeah, you I'm are. Like, I you put on my face. face and I'm you like, hey, amazing. it looks great. I got like a stretchy top. I can like Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I great. We just saw some boobs, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They're great. Don't you wish you were here? <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll send in that CV. <laughs> send in that CV. <laughs> More from us after the break. <laughs> Okay, welcome back, China Daters. What a wonderful episode this has been. Oh, yeah, it's been great. Have you enjoyed it? How have you how have you found it? I have found it very satisfying. Yeah? <laughs> Lots of fun. It's been a good interview slash date. It has been. Wow. Yes. I, I, I would go on a second date. Ooh, would you really? I, I think would. well, I think we would too. Aw. I would yeah. I would do a foursome with you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. That would that that be a good episode. It would be live yeah. stream that episode. I'll, I'll be the watcher. Yeah. Oh yeah. We always need a voyeur in the room. Yeah. Um. So thank you for listening and sticking with us. It's been enlightening. And and I you know I I, I do think there there are some wonderful similarities between building a good CV and experience in your you know your career and also your dating life. Uh. And you know we've got a blog coming out this week. And you know I we. One of my musings was that actually people tell you that you know to build your confidence in the in 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 your career and and getting ahead in life, uh, going on job interviews. The more that you do, the the less scary they are, and the more confidence mm. you'll have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same in the dating world. As long as you're doing it responsibly and you're safe and 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 you you know making good choices, um, dating doesn't have to be scary. I mean, that's like something that we always bang on about dating doesn't have to be scary and it can always be fun Absolutely. um so in in with that in mind um what are our main takeaways if we are going to tell people about building a dating cv um rachel hmm. what what is your takeaway what would you say um, to our listeners related to dating and building a cv i think my biggest thing is trying to build your experiences. I think I had a certain mindset about dating, especially when I first came to China. I had never been on a Tinder date before. Um, and so that, that was something to try because I was like, you know, yeah, of course, why not? And now it's like a very normal thing. Um, or even like recently I talked about, I went on a day date. I only went on night dates before. So trying to diversify and try new experiences with dating that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. I would just say try new things. Mm-hmm. L. I think I would say, especially after what we've talked about, um, everything to do with perception. So decide how to be deemed date. Um, oh, can you repeat that, Elle? Sorry. What you put out there will come. Oh, the connection's not great today. Um, just decide what kind of data you want to be perceived as. Yes, that's good. We've actually got we've got a few blogs uh, coming out this week uh, regarding this episode, and we've actually made a list of the type of datas that you get uh, in Beijing, and we've sort of done a parallel to the working world. So one example is that we've highlighted the persona of the entrepreneur, which would be somebody who dates a lot of people all at once. Okay. Yeah, you know, got a lot of things going mm-hmm. off. That's like an entrepreneur. 
entrepreneurial sort right, of guy. Right. The other person would be um, uh, maybe like the lazy worker in China. You know, they do the bare minimum at their job and they probably do the bare minimum on the dates, maybe. Uh, So we've got a list of different characters that I think the majority of people fit into. So we'll be posting that. Fascinating. before I come to you, um, Stephanie, for Before our, you our come fa- on me? What? <laughs> well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll do that after the show. <laughs> you, got, you got me a little bit flustered there, actually. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Um, my, my two cents, uh, and there's something that um, uh, I write about in one of the other blogs. I'm blatantly... I'm You're bl- really pushing these. Shameless self-promotion. Damn. Nathan, are you doing a blog? It's funny that you ask. No. Yes, I am. Yes. Um, one of the things that I thought was uh, particularly good about what I wrote was. <laughs> oh, <God. Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm I so excited. I have not had an opportunity to push the bullshit buzzer. Do you want to do it? Yes. It feels like really something good. that's total bullshit. Okay. The, one of the great things about how I write is that I'm so connected to everybody and uh, I'm just in tune with the, the common man. Uh, that's your opportunity. Is it? Is it? I don't feel like, like it's total bullshit. Oh, that's that's very kind. No, uh, isn't it one of the points that I would make is Carry that um, uh, is um, when you're on a date or if you're on a, a job interview, sometimes they ask you uh, that cliche question, where do you see yourself in five years? But what that mm. represents generally is uh, have you got any drive? Have you got any ambition? Have you got anything passionate that you're working towards? Mm. And I think... Um, there's a lot of pressure to like have those answers, I think, on dates because you want to impress somebody and you want to tell somebody that you're interested or interesting and, and you've got dreams and hopes. But some people actually generally have not got it worked out. And my point is that you don't have to know where you're going. All you need to really show is that you know which direction forward is and, and that one mm-hmm. day you want to move there. Mm-hmm. You know? I totally agree because it, I feel the same way about myself a lot of times. Like I'm like, I don't have it all mapped out, but I'm asking those questions and I'm curious about my growth and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just engaged in that conversation. And so when other people are like, I don't know that I have it all figured out, but look, I'm self-aware, you know, I'm trying to build my EQ. I want to know where I'm going in life and, you know, I'm kind of figuring it out. And these are some of my challenges and these are some of the things that I love. Like, that is a beautiful, fun, dynamic conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Like, that's wonderful. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need you to be like, well, in, you know, six months, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to have a child. And then we're going to do da 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 Like, that mm-hmm. almost sounds really blasé and mundane to me. Like, I'd much rather be with a person who's, you know, open to possibilities and figuring it out and willing to have that conversation. That's great. Mm-hmm. Is that your, are those your final thoughts or would you have any other one bit of advice for our listeners or is uh, that it? i'm gonna say be open to the conversation but have that conversation with yourself first wonderful, wonderful. Mm. Okay. uh well thank you ever so much uh, again um Watch out for our WeChat hour. Will you be joining us this week for our WeChat hour? So you I can... would be delighted. Excellent. So um, please um, join us for that. And we've got all our social media. We'll be posting on there and our WeChat page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think this week, L. I just want to give a special shout out because L's like been like a badass bitch on this one. Like she's really like produced the <laughs> shit out of this episode. Yay! So. I appreciate you, you producing the fuck out of oh, this episode. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's been amazing. So thank you ever so much. Um, uh, uh, join us on our social media. 
And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. it, right? Bye. Thanks for having Bye. me, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.